this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Love talking Lou and Arumo. As we mentioned before, training camp is a few weeks away, which will be really exciting to talk about the breakdown, position battles, all the camp quotes when we get there. But right now we're doing some Bengals profiles, and I'm really excited to continue this conversation with Lou and Arumo. I put it out on social media for, for people to pick a few games, and we'll get to those in just a moment. But let's just start with Patrick Mahomes as a whole. When it comes to those matchups, and and I would love to actually, you know, going back to listen to Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, when they talk about this matchup with Louisiana Romo on the sideline and what that's really like for them in the first and second half. But why is Lou so good with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I I think he talked about this on the Pat McAfee show. When you face great quarterbacks, the biggest thing is to just not let them know what you're doing and to get into a rhythm. Is to throw them off their game just a little bit. Just pat the ball one time. You know, just why am I seeing this type of thing right now? Like, what is what are they doing? Or, you know, just make them uncomfortable, all of those issues, and match up with the other personnel too. Not just Mahomes, but how do you deal with Kelsey? How do you deal with the run game? How do you deal with Andy Reid's offense? How do you deal with these wide receivers? And especially in 2021, how do you deal with Tyreek Hill? Uh, I think he's done – is it the best, probably, the best job against the Chiefs out of anybody the past two years? Uh, It it has to be. I mean – Three of those games, lose one, and even – yeah, even the one you lose, what did they score? 27, I think. It was an insane amount. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just being able to do stuff that throws the Chiefs offense and Patrick Mahomes off their game. Obviously, 2021, the big thing, everybody, I think, has talked a lot about it. Uh, not just drop eight, but leaving the spy as your eighth dropper. You're rushing three. You're also, hasn't talked about as much, but every time, Travis Kelsey was attached to the tackle or in line or close to the formation. They used whoever was going to spy to just jam the crap out of him. Just don't let him off the ball. Let's ruin the timing of this offense. Let's just beat up Travis Kelsey every single snap. And then have Trey Flowers, who's the size of a linebacker, also beat him up after (laughs) Sam Hubbard's done with him so that you're getting – two eyes on him, sometimes three, and you're really going to deal with him that way. And you're always going to have a guy watching Tyreek Hill. They actually had a cool coverage call uh, that uh, Coach Vass talked about on YouTube with me. I was the special guest, but uh, it was every time Tyreek Hill got in the slot, the safety would get into quarters, which would mean that he's going to take, if Tyreek Hill goes deep, they're going to be on a bracket on Hill. But if Tyreek Hill lined up outside, they got in two halves, uh, but this was man coverage, so two man, essentially. And what does that do? It gives you a guy over the top of Tyreek Hill. So what does the guy on Tyreek Hill have to do? Just cover underneath every time. Like, no matter where he goes, we're going to have a call on that side of the field so that he has a guy over the top, a safety over the top, and you just have to worry about everything underneath. And I think it really helped in slowing him down and the explosive this explosive offense of the chiefs down in that game, really cool game from him. And then he he does almost as well in the next year's AFC championship game. It's almost hard to talk about some of these regular season games because it feels like all of his best work has been in the playoffs, including the super bowl where he did a great job in the super bowl too. Uh, Yeah. I I think, I think a lot of with slowing down Tyree, slowing down the chiefs, slowing down 
Josh Allen and the Bills, slowing down Matt Stafford and the Rams, has just been do something that they're not expecting that will throw them off of their game. And he's done that every matchup, even though he's faced the Chiefs three times before that AFC Championship game, still could pull some stuff out and just force maybe not a turnover, but an incomplete pass and a punt, something like that. Just get the ball back, force a turnover because punts essentially are force a punt though and the offensive series by doing something unexpected and making them react to that. I think he just does a great job of game planning for opponents and taking away what they want to do. All right, Wheeler, we actually, uh, the Bills playoff game, and I know you just mentioned it with Josh Allen uh, going into that game and and the elements that both sides of the ball were going to face, and you can even say the Buffalo Bills too. Um, is there anything else that really stands out for you personally when you think about that divisional game against the Bills? Yeah, because he was bringing pressure uh, from Canada, basically, you know, like all the way out there. Like they were not lining up and blitzing. They were Mike Hilton type or Von Bell or somebody would be way out uh, near the numbers of the field. And then on the step of the ball, go just sprint. And that's a way that I think the bills missed an opportunity. And the Bengals took advantage of this weather. You're not going to get the great get off that you want as a defense. So you can't just rush for and expect them to get home. Uh, this also the bills offensive line and Josh Allen never accounted for this guy in the protection. So he, always came through clean unless there was just some savvy like offensive lineman or running back or whoever tight end that just like, Oh shoot, that guy's coming, but it wouldn't be like they're planning for that guy coming. They're coming from far enough away that they never got planned for everything slowed down a little bit for, because of the snow. And I think that was the biggest thing for me, at least watching was just, they stopped the run game. Like they seemed to always be able to do. And then when it comes to the pass game, when they got into the situations, he figured out or just knew that they wouldn't account for these guys blitzing. If he sends them their free rushers and uh, sent those and worked out perfectly. I, I just think that was the biggest thing in stopping the bills offense other than players playing well, obviously players have to play well. Like that's the mm -hmm. biggest part too. You could credit some of that to him, but Eli Apple and Cam Taylor Britt doing a good job on Stefan Diggs, DJ reader and the defensive line, slowing down the run game and not letting uh, Josh Allen run around and make plays. I think that's all super important, but I think when it comes to the defensive coordinator schematic part of this, a lot of that came from sending pressure from very far away that they were not accounting for. And it was always getting home. I think you, you bring up a good point when it comes to the players. You have the, the players, the players that believe in what you're saying. You have Lou and Arumo. It's a great mix together um, because you look at what he's able to do. We were talking about Patrick Mahomes earlier, and, and you talk about you know shutting down Travis Kelsey. A lot of people are like, why don't other teams take that play for their playbook when they're facing the Kansas City Chiefs? It's You don't have the same players, and you don't have Lou and Arumo. So you know, it really doesn't mix well when, when other teams in the AFC West are like, hmm, Let's try that. Let's do exactly what the Cincinnati Bengals do. And let's shut down Patrick Mahomes the way he does. It just doesn't work out the same. And the Bengals couldn't even do it the next time because the Chiefs were ready for that change. So they start moving Kelsey into stacks. They start sending him out wide. So you can't do that type of thing. And also the Chiefs and Bills, but I think it was mainly the Chiefs. I have to uh, rewatch the game, but they kind of stole the Cincinnati game plan against the Bills in the regular season a little bit. Like, you know, that, 
that was a good idea to stop a mobile quarterback. Let's only rush three. Let's have a guy spy. And when Josh Allen tries to run away, we'll go get him. And that was kind of what the Bengals did to Mahomes. So they took an element out of that. And I think the Bills did it a little bit too, just because why wouldn't you? This was how the only way the Chiefs offense was stopped before. So they're going to try it on him in that game. And I think that was part of the interesting, interestingly low scoring in that Bills Chiefs regular season game. Uh, this one I, I actually didn't think about, and you can correct me if you feel differently about it. Bengals Mike says the 2020 Steelers game. That felt like the turnaround to this day. For me personally, I think about Ryan Finley just running for his life the whole game, uh, and, and they're able to win it. And if you remember, the Steelers were on a nice run to begin the season. They lost the week before, and I think a lot of people said there's no way they're going to lose to Cincinnati on Monday Night Football with their third-string quarterback out there. Muppet, uh, Muppet defensively. It was. And it was, it did feel like the turnaround. And the thing, the image that always stands out for me personally is the Von Bell hit. Yeah. Uh, the Von Bell on Juju. Did anything defensively kind of stand out for you? Or are you like, hmm, maybe it was think, a game or something? Yeah, I think when we talk about schematically, no. Like nothing really stood out for me. But yeah. what did stand out, the physicality and how they match the steel. Like we are not going to get pushed around. We are not, this is not you know, the Bengals versus Steelers of old, where the Steelers are going to, you know, get physical, get, you know, toe the line. <laughs> I'm sure some people know what I mean there, uh, but, you know, get real physical. Does it, you know, get stay within the realms of legality? Not always. Uh, but the Bengals in that game punched them in the mouth and the Steelers didn't have a response and they just kept hitting. And I think obviously the biggest one was the Von Bell hit on Juju Smith-Schuster. It just, I think that felt very much like a turning point. It wasn't anything schematic. It was just very much the Bengals defense is going to be physical. This Bengals team is not the Bengals team that you're used to. This is the Bengals team that's going to punch you back. They're going to try to take it to you. And they're going to try to, you know, intimidate, express uh exert their will on the offense just everything you can think of with the physicality part of football i think that showed it in that 2020 steelers game i don't think it was there's a little bit you could take away though because i think this Bengals defense since that game specifically has always done a good job of tackling and has always been physical i think that was uh do you remember the was it spaces that all the titans people were saying they were a finesse team yeah you just watching the offense <laughs> and the offense still, like, was, even that's dicey to call it that, but they came out and that defense just showed them like, it's not a finesse defense for sure. Like this defense, they're going to hit, they're going to play the run. They're going to get physical. They're going to be tough. And I think that's the main thing I could take away from the 2020 Steelers game is, is like this Bengals defense is tough. Yeah, and and you get that I'm sure from Lou and Romo and the coaching staff and what they're what they're preaching at practice and it just it did overall I mean I I don't even have to point on the defensive side of the ball but it did feel like a change uh, for Zach Taylor when it comes to prime time and overall for the coaching staff and that that new staff because they were only in year two. Um, and then obviously Joe Burrow was injured and, and he's going to be rehab and you don't know what the next year is going to look like. And of course they go to the Super Bowl the next year. Um, we'll get to another one. And you guys had plenty of games and I actually want to continue this conversation because there's a lot of different games to point out. I know the popular opinion was the 2021 AFC championship game with Kansas City, but I feel like we've hit on that enough. Um, you mentioned the Titans. Uh, you could point to the divisional round and I think you could even look 
at the regular season game against the Titans, when it comes to Derrick Henry, if you remember that divisional round, it was Derrick Henry's return. And all you heard leading up to the divisional game was Derrick Henry's back. Oh, no. Can Cincinnati stop him? What's that going to look like? And, uh, of course, defensively turnover to um, in the game. Bengals get the ball back, set themselves up for the game-winning field goal. You have that in the divisional round, and then you also stop him. At, it was absolutely crazy watching this defense stop Derrick Henry in the regular season game last year, too. But overall, when you look back at those games against Tennessee, you know what did you like about those matchups? Like I mentioned, uh, he changes the front and the entire identity of the defense just to play against Tennessee in that divisional game. I do think that in the regular season game, he didn't have to really sell out as hard because the Titans' offensive line wasn't as good anymore. They lost mm-hmm. Taylor Lewan. They lost the right tackle. It was, you know, it was a hodgepodge of guys, <laughs> and they didn't have AJ Brown anymore either. So it was kind of like a not as good Titans team, but it was still. I think the one thing that I just mentioned was all the corners were still physical. All the corners could tackle Henry. Mike Hilton made like three stops on Derrick Henry in that game. The five foot nine guy uh, just going in there and making stops against Derrick Henry. I don't know if not every defense has a Mike Hilton and not every defense wants to use him against a team like the Titans. They might want to pull him out of there and put in a guy that's bigger, but I think both Hilton and, and Ruma just, do a good job of getting to play physically and make these stops. Uh, My favorite games, uh, I think I've basically expressed it is just the two part. Like it it feels cheap to say both, but it's the Titans game. Then the chiefs game in the playoff run. I just think that everything he showed in the Titans game, all this fun stuff, all this crazy exotic, different stuff he did in the Titans game to stop the run goes out the window and now he's doing everything to stop the pass. It's just, it. there's no, that game, those two games more than any are just like the craziest difference between two different uh, games that you'll see. I think a lot of defensive coordinators, I feel like you could trace their roots and like, well, they come from this tree. Like Dan Quinn comes from a Pete Carroll tree. So he's going to do similar things to Pete Carroll. It's like the most similar defense that you could find a Louie and Arumo is like the Brent Venables Clemson defense or something. <laughs> uh, and that's might not even be true. I don't know. I'm not a college expert, but you know, it's just like the it's not common to see that in the NFL, this type of defense go. I I mean, maybe your closest is like what Mike Vrabel can sometimes do in the playoffs, but I think Luna Rue has done it to a better level. He made a Super Bowl doing it. Yeah, I, I want to get to two more games, and I promise, Luna Ruba. This is a Luna Ruba pod, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because, look, like I said before, we're on summer break right now for the Cincinnati Bengals. Training camp's going to happen in a couple weeks. Uh, but one of my favorite things about, and I don't know if we talk about it enough, and it's obviously offensive because I want to bring up Joe Burrow, but in that Titans divisional game from last year, if you remember Joe Burrow after they beat the Raiders in the first playoff game, he was pretty much like, it's all business, like whatever, goes in the locker room. Yeah, we did it. Cool. Let's move on to the next round. The Titans game after they won, the way he was so excited when they got off the field was like, okay, now we're here. And, and you know what? We might go to the Super Bowl. You get one big matchup with the with the Kansas City Chiefs the next week at Arrowhead. And uh, that Titans game, I feel like we were, we talked so much about the AFC Championship games and honestly back-to-back years with the Chiefs that 
it, it's easy to kind of forget what happened in the Titans game, but overall just um, really impressed, not only with Joe Burrow getting hit nine times and, and getting right back up, but also with the defense of matchup with Luana Rimmel. But two more games, and then we're going to move on to a couple other things um, want to hit on in this podcast on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. 